were discussing this morning in Sunday school that when our brothers or individuals participate in the worship and whether praying, leading songs, to encourage, Amen. compliment. Amen. I feel out. I feel like pulling out a couple of dollars and paying this brother this morning. Man. <laughs> Praise God. Brother, keep on singing. Keep on praising. And keep on helping us to glorify God who is so worthy and deserving to be praised and glorified. Man, man, man. Sister Tillman back there shifting gears on us. But that's all right. Man. Maybe I just should read a scripture too and just extend the invitation and just sing some more. But you're not so blessed. You're not so blessed. Good morning to you. How are you? It is good to see you. Good to have you in the house of the Lord. And we hope and pray that your sole purpose of being here is to worship God and to give your undivided attention to him. And hoping that something can be said from his word to stir you up, redirect you to the right path of righteousness or to bring you onto the path of righteousness. Amen. And we hope and pray that whatever your purpose is, you will allow the word of God to take root in your heart this morning. And whatever you see in accordance to what the word of God instructs, we hope and pray that you will be humble enough to trust the word of God to lead you, to guide you, to direct you. Because one thing for certain, one day we all are going to appear in judgment. Hebrews 9.27 says that when this life is over, we all have an appointment in the judgment. And John 12.48 says these same words will be there. These same words that one can refute and augur and disagree about concerning being baptized for the remission of their sin. These same words, Acts 2.38, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, 1 Peter 3.21, Mark 16.16, they're going to be at the judgment. And if they're going to be at the judgment, it would only make sense to obey them now while you have time. Because God is not going to change the rule based according to what was convenient to you. The word of God is for us to change and to adapt and to conform to it. It's designed to bring out the best in us through the blood of Christ once we become his child. The word of God does not bend and, and break to make us happy to continue in our sin. Amen. So I'm hoping and praying that whatever the word of God will lead you to do this morning, you will not 
procrastinate. You will not put it off to later. That you will take whatever necessary step that needs to be taken to get your soul right with God today. Is that alright? Today around the country we celebrate Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Also in our Bible class this morning we were discussing how important, how influential mothers can be and how influential they are. Not only just in our physical families but also in our spiritual families. Today I want to present a lesson and I want to make it known up front that this lesson is for all mothers but particularly our single moms. Particularly our single moms. Whether we want to accept it or not or face it or whether your preacher will preach about it or talk about it or not, it's a reality that many women are faced with raising children on their own in our society. We can look down on them, we can criticize them, and we can say whatever we want to say about them, but I truly believe God can take the worst of any situation and God can use it for his good. God can take a poor decision that a young lady can make having sex outside of marriage and become pregnant and I believe that God can use her if she give her life to Christ and serve God wholeheartedly. I believe God can not only use her to his glory but he can also use that child to his glory as well. I'm sick and tired of folks having more criticism and putting down than encouraging and trying to help. If folks wanted criticism, they can stay outside of the church and get that all they want in the world. And the world would be more than happy to cut them down, beat them down, criticize them, and do even worse. But anyone who desires to do better with their lives, whether it was a pregnancy outside of marriage, whether it was drugs, or whatever the case may be, maybe folks call you a whoremonger or a drug addict or whatever it may be. When they walk through the doors of this facility, they should be greeted with the love of God. They should know that Christ is present with us. Because we are supposed to be the called out. We are supposed to be the separate people of this world representing Christ. Whereas if they're looking for a new start in life, what better place to begin than in Christ? The world can deceive them with drugs, alcohol, fast money, and other things to temporarily lead them to believe that it's going to be okay. But we offer something far greater than what a shot of whiskey or a six-pack of beer can ever offer. Than what meth or any other drug can offer 
as a temporary high. Jesus offers an everlasting high. And we should be in their corner to try to encourage them, to build them up, and to help them to see life is worth living. If you have your bulletin this morning inside, it says it's never too late for God to use you. Allow me to begin my lesson with this outline. The weight of sin has a way of stopping us. It has a way of stopping us from living a life of purpose and meaning. Sin has a way of doing that. You might feel the guilt and shame that comes from bad mistakes and poor decisions. Everybody can say the amen to that. The consequences that ensue can leave you feeling as though you're no longer any good for God to use you. If you feel this way, let me be straight with you this morning. It's just not true. We serve a big God who is capable of overcoming the impossible and restoring the unrestorable. Let me say that again. We serve a big God. We, We used to sing a song growing up. He got the whole world in his hand. We serve a big God who's Capable of overcoming the impossible and restoring the unrestorable. As we would think in our feeble mind. In fact, God is in the business of taking the worst of us and using us in mighty ways for his glory and the expansion of his kingdom. Let me say that again. God is in the business of taking the worst of us and using us in mighty ways for His glory and the expansion of His kingdom. Now, if God is in the business of restoring, what should His children be about if we are His workmanship? We should be in the same business of encouraging, building up, loving, helping one another, No, we can't do all the things God can do. But we can surely be a light to draw people in and to offer them a sign of hope to introduce them to God so that they can come to know there is hope. From Moses to Rahab. From Moses to Rahab. From a murderer to a harlot. How much lower can you go? From a murderer and Moses. Moses killed that soldier. You can look at it from whatever angle you choose to look at. Moses had compassion regarding how he was treating his brother. But the bottom line, Moses killed that man. What do I have to say about Rahab? The word of God simply puts, she was an harlot. She provided 
her body as a means of service to make money. You can call her a woman of leisure, a woman of pleasure, or you could dress it up and put all kind of perfume on it you want to. She was a whore. But God, from Moses to Rahab, from Jacob to Samson, God has used the greatest of sinners to accomplish his glorious plan and usher in his kingdom agenda. So often we get caught up in ourselves and thinking God always have God always has to use the, the, the best dressed, the one driving the finest of the finest cars. The ones who incomes are above everybody else. God doesn't always need that. Amen. And the truth be told, he don't need it at all. Amen. He's God. Amen. And if God can turn those sinners into heroes, yeah. how much more will he do with you right. who have been redeemed by the blood of his son, Jesus Christ? It's never too late for God to use you in a mighty way. Restoration is his business. Restoration is his business. You look at this pretty car right here. Or Model T, I guess that's what it is. Or something close to it. In its, in its former condition, it was rusted. Rusted. Yeah. Beat up. Not something you can pull some sweet, charming lady with. Right. Not something you would drive around in and get the attention of someone you were attracted to. Right. But let me ask you this. If man has the ability, if man can take an old, rusted, worn-out, beat-down vehicle, Right. And restore to the mint condition and the beauty of what you see in the redness of that one. Yeah. How much more can God do? Right. How much smarter is God? Amen. How much more brilliant is God in restoring you Amen. and me? How much more does God care about somebody who's downtrodden, beat down, stepped on, bent over, not broken, and sometimes even at the point of breaking, but made in his own image. That's important to understand. How much more can God restore? Something that he created in his own image and that he loved so much. He loved so much that he was willing to give his only begotten son to die for. How much more can God do? I say he can do great things. Single moms 
so often catch bad raps. I expect rude, nasty, ugly things to be said from worldly people. But in God's house, there's no room. Because that same single mom that you turn your nose up at, that same single mom that you have jumped to judgment and you think is after your husband or something else going on and trying to do things, that same single mom God can use and can be the one you might have to go to for help. That same single mom may be the mother of that son or daughter that grows up to become that doctor, that lawyer, that may have to help you in your old and feeble ways and times. I say to you single moms today, as long as God keep waking you up, I believe he can work on you. And not only can he work on you, he can work through you. And not only can he work on you and work through you, I believe in the, in the final finish, I believe he can put a polishing on you. That all men can behold and see the glory of God and what God can do. But you have to allow him. You can't believe and buy what people say in their negativity. I encourage you today, forgive yourself. God has already forgiven you. Lay aside the mistake, the bad decision you have made. It's time to move forward. Whether your issue is raising the child by yourself or with some help of the child's father. You have a job before you. Mm, right. The child is here. Yeah. Yeah. And this child is growing. Yeah. And this child is going to continue to grow. This child is going to continue to learn. This child is going to continue to absorb. Yeah. And it's important that you, mom, you, mom, Allow him or her to absorb the right things. I'm reminded of the story of Moses. Who had the chance to live as Pharaoh's grandson. To be raised and to live in luxury. But by God's divine intervention. His mother was brought back into his life. And Moses learned as he was growing that you're not like them. Somebody had to teach him something. The Egyptians wasn't teaching him that. God designed it that Moses could come to learn who he really was. When Moses came to the understanding of who he was, he decided not to live in the luxury and being raised as Pharaoh's grandson. But he 
chose to suffer with his people. My point is, there was a mother there. There was a mother there to teach him, to inform him, to let him know with God all things are possible. Amen. Your son and your daughter needs to know from you, mom. Daddy might not be around or he may be a, a, a part-timer who pop in every now and then. But besides that, your son, your daughter needs to know God is able. But they first need to see the conviction in you. They need to know what you're trying to tell them. Your soul on it. We need some Hannah's. We need some Hannah's. I ain't talking about Hannah Allen. I'm talking about Hannah who prayed and pled with God that a womb would be open. And she took a vow and said that you bless me with a son. I'll dedicate him to you. Yeah, Hannah had a husband. But I'm talking about her love for that child and what she was willing to do to glorify God. Right. And what God would do for her. Amen. Whether you're married or not and you have a child, that child is still a gift. Amen. The child is not the sin. Let me say it again. The child is not the sin. How the child was conceived was the act of sin. You can be forgiven of the act of sin. Don't lay the blame on the child as if the child is a curse. The child is a gift. The same God who dwell in your womb and perform his spiritual surgery and making sure everything was where it's supposed to be. Don't you lay a curse on that child. You don't know what great things God can have in store for that child. Hold your heads up. Forget the haters. Serve God. If you're going to allow what people think, and, and to be honest, you really don't know what people think. Why would you spend your time trying to guess and be concerned about what you don't know? Whatever it is they're thinking, let that be, let that be, be between them and God. Yeah. But you be true to God. And allow God to use you. So that as that child grows, he can know who God is. He can serve God. He would dedicate himself to God. 
and in glorifying God, you can know it is well. You can know it is well. You can glorify God in knowing it was God and only God who saw you through, who brought you through. And it will be God who will take you on until the end. Moms, single moms, hold your head up. It's not easy. It's not easy with a mom and a dad. So I understand it's hard. But we serve a big God. We serve a big God who's bigger than any obstacle that you can be confronted with in raising that child. Nothing is too hard. Don't forget, it was God who gave this life. Let me say that again. Even though the act was an act of sin, how he or she was conceived, it is still God who gives life. And if God still saw fit to allow this life to come, God understands what this life needs in order to survive. So if God would see fit to allow this life to come into this world, God is able to sustain this life. But it's up to you to avail yourself, mom, to allow God to use you and direct you to do what is necessary for this child to be successful. And when I say successful, I mean being a Christian, being faithful to God. You could think you're successful in this world because of the job you're working, but jobs play out. And when the job play out, what are you then? But see, I could become a faithful Christian and always serve God, and I know He'll never forsake me. He'll never turn His back on me. So I can have not only success in this life, but I can have eternal success in Christ. Single moms. It's hard. But we serve a big God. We serve a big God who has taken, who has given us evidence and proof that he can take the worst of the worst of what we would call in life. A harlot. A harlot. Who, Who in their right mind would ever come to the conclusion that God would bring Rahab over and list her among these other people in in Hebrews 11. A heart. But the Bible says, by faith. By faith. By faith. Mom, by faith. You need to understand Without it, it's impossible to please God. But with it, the Bible said, He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. 
And let me, let me uh, make you aware of some things. His, his reward could come in so many different ways. His reward can come in so many different ways. Don't you sit there trying to pinpoint and guess. Just seek Him. Amen. Just seek Him. Yeah. Diligently seek Him. Yeah. Sometimes you might find yourself wanting to cry. 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 But I challenge you, you won't cry long. Amen. Not if you're seeking Him diligently. Amen. Because how can you cry tears of despair when you serve a God who's so big? Amen. Amen. <laughs> if man can dress up, sometimes some, some I, I sit and watch a the car auction. What is it? The, the Barrett? Is it Barrett car auction? And man, they bring up some of those old cars that men have restored. And man, you're talking about some beautiful cars. And you sit there, the, the starting bid might start at 17000 18000 I said, man, whatever happened to 8000 <laughs> See, that's why I just watch it. I ain't buying nothing out there. But it just amazes me how someone has invested their time and effort to restore these old cars. And you know what? They won't even crank them up. They pushed them. They pushed them. And the bidding started. Man, sometimes these cars will go up to over $100,000. A car. An old car. That someone would buy. Not to drive. But to just. Show it off. Sit it on a trailer. Pull it around. And enter it in the contest. Because how nice it looks. My point is this folks. If God can take an old rustic car and put a shine. If man can take an old rustic car and put a shine on it and make somebody spend over $100,000 for it. What is your value? What is your value when God put his worth in you? What is your value? Yeah, you may have had you may have had a, 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 a distraction along the way. You may have had a little side step along the way, but you're still valuable. Amen. You're still valuable. And I'm here to tell you today, don't let no man or nobody else deflate your value. Amen. Don't let any man play you cheap. Because you have a child. Don't let any man try to tell you you can't be picky with the baggage you have. First and foremost, if he's going to call your child baggage, you need to be on about your business. Because if he thinks that less of your child, he can't think much about you. You're worth plenty in God's sight. And if he can take a harlot. And if he can take a murderer. And use them to his glory.
and for His agenda to bring about the redemption of man. Just imagine what He can do with you today. He's a mighty God, folks. He's a big God. And stop feeling sorry for yourself and start feeling good about yourself. Stop thinking so much in the physical of what you don't have and praise God for what you do have. He blessed you with a healthy child. He blessed you with somewhere to live. He blessed you with a church family. He continues to bless you with food, raiment, shelter, and all these things. Stop thinking about old woe is me and start praising God for what he's done for you. Listening to what people say. No, listen to what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. You're redeemed. You've been washed. You're sanctified. You're justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. And don't you understand what your worth is? Do you not understand your value? Hold your head up. Ain't nothing on that ground. Hold your head up. You don't have anything to apologize to me or anybody else walking on this earth about. Whatever mistake you made, you made it. But I serve a God who's in the business of not only restoring, He's in the business of forgiving. And believe it or not, and I don't care what anybody else may say, if God has forgiven you, bump them. Bump them. Because they don't have a heaven or a hell to condemn you to. You make sure you're right with God. Invest in your child. Invest in your child. Invest in the word of God to build you up as well. It's a proven fact. Children retain and learn from video graphics, from visual aids, right? How much more would your child learn from you when they see you walking in the light as he is in the light? When they hear your conversation and becoming more every day as it becomes the gospel. They're going to imitate this. They're going to retain this. Trust in God. It's enough of him to go around. Single moms, I love you. That's not even the most important thing today. God loves you. That's what you need to understand. And in God's sight, you are far more worthy and far more precious than you'll ever know. Other moms, we love you too. And some of the same things I say about the single moms, they can apply to you too. Invest in God. Allow the word to dwell in you. Allow your children to imitate you as you imitate Christ. And as like 
continues to go on. You could bring about a generation of believers who trust in God, who love God. The church can grow stronger. Families grow stronger. The love abounds and we become stronger in our love for one another. It begins at home. Thank you, moms. Thank you. Even if you say to yourself this morning, well, I, I haven't been the best. Well, guess what? God love your soul to get it right with it. Amen. So take advantage of the most special Mother's Day blessing offered today. Repentance. Amen. Get it right with God. Amen. And you can leave here today knowing you're in the light as He is in the light. And you have the fellowship not only with the Son, but with the Father also. Is there one today who want to put Christ on in baptism? Is there one today who want to make that calling and election sure? Folks, it doesn't get any better than being in Christ. Galatians 3.27, the Bible said, For many of you as were baptized into Christ. Have put on Christ. Romans 6, 3, 4, and following, but we're buried with him yeah. in baptism. We, we, we put away that old man, yeah. that old way of thinking, that old way of doing, because God offers something new. He offers something better. He don't offer anything pre-certified, used. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. We ain't talking about bringing you just buying something with low miles on it. We're talking about bringing you into something new. A new walk. A new talk. A new family. A new name. Oh man, a new citizenship. Oh man, it just gets better and better. A new relationship. it's available to you today if you're willing to deny yourself if you're willing to repent of your sins if you're willing to confess Christ to be the son of the living God we'll baptize you today in this warm warm watery grave of baptism by faith you come in contact with the blood that redeeming blood that no matter what you've done you know what you could come up out of that water and you know what it's the past I don't care what people may try to remind you about it's the past I don't care what folks try to hold it hold against you and what they may strive to do to break your spirit it's in the past God is willing to forgive. You should be willing to move forward. Is there one today? What's our song, Adore? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what an appropriate song. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for great mothers. Thank you, Lord, for mothers who, after today, are going to make up their mind to keep and make the first things. 
the first things and keep the main thing. The main thing. Thank you, Lord, for those mothers who are going to do what's right in God's sight. Thank you, Lord, for those mothers who are going to sit here and say, if God could use Rahab, I know he could do something with me. Thank you, Lord. Let us together stand. Thank you.